This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Good morning and welcome to Friday. Ah, yeah, Friday. We've gone a whole week without football. (laughs) Did we do it? I I mean, I know. (sighs) Please. (laughs) It feels funny, doesn't it? Feels like a weird weekend coming up, right? When it's like, all right, we have, uh, oh. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we, yeah. Well, we can watch, wait, and see the replay. Yeah, and this is the time of year that if you do anything near what we do, and he's Bryce Olson, I'm Rick Corey. You can go back and start watching videos of other things, and where do I think they'll get better next year? And quite honestly, I do some of that this time of year, which mm-hmm. I, I think you know you do it during the season when you can. But I'm prepping for two games a week, and it's a little harder. But you do some of that certainly. But uh, gosh, it almost feels you know. At least in the old days, you did still have the Pro Bowl, even though it was stupid. <laughs> and you know, there was a time, and you'll not you'll not remember this but there was a time when the nfl champion played a college football all-star team and wow. it was fascinating uh, it, it was it was it was now it was ending when i was just starting into watching football when i was young but i've watched back i watched a few of them i know i remember doing that and i watched some films of them. there's a couple of times the college all-star teams won you imagine the best players without anybody opting out so imagine you know, and they were seniors, of course. So yeah. imagine the Jaden Daniels of the world or guys who were going to move on and weren't going to play again. All those guys in one place. Yeah. And all of them play. Now, you had to get them together. You had to practice them. You had to do all that, which, hey, maybe you can do that with the new EA Sports game. <laughs> That'd be a cool mode, right? I don't know about you, but yesterday as – you know, during the time I'm driving to and from Oklahoma City for Lindsay's um, proton therapy treatment, certainly I don't mess with my phone because you're on the Turner Turnpike, and if you're not serious, you won't get where you're going. Uh, and so I'm, I pay very close attention. Then when I get there, I immediately walk for 20 to 25 minutes while she's in treatment. But then I'll sit down for the five or six minutes when she's not, and the first thing I'll start doing is prep. Then we'll get home, and I'll start doing it as well. And then actually in that probably 30 minutes at home while I'm trying to make her lunch and get all that stuff done, I'll do some of that too. All I saw was EA Sports. That's it. <laughs> you know, actually, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but it drowned out Kansas City. Because yeah. prior to that, all I had seen was, here's the latest, here's the number. Mm-hmm. And that number, by the way, is remains at 22. One dead. Everyone else is expected to recover. All the children expected to recover. That was confirmed again yesterday. The bright spot. Yes, and the police there do believe this was a dispute between two sets of people. They Which is yeah, crazy. It is. Now, what does it think about? One of the things that, made, that surprised me, about it, that didn't necessarily surprise me about that because, yes, we see acts like this in certain places, but normally it's not in a Kansas City. It's in New York or, or something along those lines, or some idiot goes into a school somewhere, and I'm not promoting that, obviously. But in a situation like this, uh, outside the Boston Marathon, you, you know, which was a terrorist act, you mm-hmm. you don't see this very often. It is a gathering, yeah. and I get all that. And someone had actually tweeted the day before, I might or might not be thinking of a terrorist act tomorrow. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, police are looking for the dude or whoever it was that sent that tweet. And if you think it's funny and you're going to get away with it, you're wrong. Oh, yeah. They'll find you. Yeah, they'll absolutely find you. Uh, and <clears throat> they... um 
they have said now that they, I've seen pictures and a name again on one person multiple times, but I didn't see how that one person might have been linked to what they said was two groups of people. But I know at one point, if you see the video of the man being tackled running away, you also see a woman go over and pick up a large, what looks like automatic weapon, and put it over against the wall. Well, if that person wasn't involved in the shooting, the hell are you bringing an automatic weapon that size to a parade, yeah. unless you're planning something? Mm -hmm. At any rate, police believe that it wasn't terrorists, that it was just two groups of people who had a, disappoint, a disagreement and then started shooting people. And it, how did that many people get shot in that situation? Possibly that, you know, something like that, that large automatic weapon. And I'm not being political. I am not saying I'm for or against that, that weapons. I'm not saying that at all, nor will I ever tell you how I feel because mm -hmm. it's a sports show and it's none, nobody cares. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you that. And, and, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm against it or for it. All I'm saying is that gun, and you can see a picture of it right there, is a part of that backpack. Um, unless you're planning something, shouldn't be in a place like that, which makes exactly. me think maybe those two rival groups had already decided to meet up there. And who Which is still here? just stupid, right? I mean, of course, it's all stupid. But, but and to the point I made earlier, I so I, you know, I, I was watching obviously the latest I could find for that. That's going to be important. You want the updates, and you want you, know, you want to know what you're doing when you come on the air the next day. But then I started seeing EA Sports, and it completely overshadowed everything else. It was every every tweet or every other tweet. It was every it was everything. It was everywhere. So, yes, I'll play you the trailer, and, yes, it's a visual element, too, so you're not going to get all the visual elements. But if you haven't seen it by now, then you've been under an iceberg because <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how anybody couldn't have seen it by now. And I will ask you, Bryce Hulse, how excited are you? I'm very excited. Uh, like I told you before the show, uh, maybe I wouldn't be as excited if they hadn't kept it away from me since I was 15. <laughs> I think they've done a, a fabulous job marketing wise mm -hmm. because they released you know the news that it was going to come out at some point maybe a summer or two ago mm -hmm. and then you had in the college football national championship they were saying at halftime they were gonna do this big release mm -hmm. of a trailer and everything and they didn't and so they got everybody riled up and then boom you drop <laughs> this the other day and it just gets everybody right back into it so i am very excited to see uh what's to come for this I, not being a guy who was ever a video game guy, and uh, probably just turn off three quarters of the audience right there. Uh, I, it's to me not a thing. I mean, it's cool, and the thing I think the the thing I do believe is really cool about it is they have. I mean, one of the reasons it was gone for so long was what really became nil compensation. You know, players and pictures, which is why they only had numbers and things like that. So being able to actually have a team with your guys, I think, is really cool. Oh, yeah. And, and, it, and it, to me, it's the best way to do that. I mean, without that, what's the difference between that and the old electric football? I used to play when I was a kid when I would paint the teams. And they, you, you, if you were lucky, if you were lucky, your parents would buy you one, and they weren't cheap, at least for the time, and they would be painted in a team color. For instance, I had found one at a garage sale, and I had taken money I'd made during the summer, and I bought it, and it was the Chiefs and Raiders. Oh, nice. It was, because yeah, that's a great rivalry, yeah. right? Uh, and that was cool. But then I also had collected other pieces along the way, and I would paint them. So I painted them OSU, OU, and Tulsa. 
Yeah. Right? And they would play those games. But at that point, they were just painted. So mm-hmm. what difference was it? Although I pretend like that was Jack Mildred and that was Steve Davis and that was Steve Owens and, and that was Steve Largent and that was Terry Miller and, you know, mm-hmm. you name it, go on and on and on. It, it did all those things. So before that, though, with that game, what was it? You know, gosh, it was just that. Now with the, the players, I mean, you're going to have the Ollie Gordons of the world and you're going to have the, you know, the – well, in the old days at Oklahoma, you let's say you'd been back a while and you could have had Baker Mayfield. Yeah. How cool would that have been? Now, I just, it's just not me. It's just not ever who I was. I was born old, so I've just never done that. I don't, I don't know how many video games I've played in my life, but it's probably under 10. Hmm. It's just not who I am. But I do understand the excitement for it for the people who are just enthralled by it. Oh, yeah. And it just took over everything yesterday. So, yes, we'll Is play it? that trailer. And I am going to ask you on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, are you going to go out and buy it? The number of memes I saw yesterday that were entertaining, one of them was John Hamm uh, from Mad Men, and he's standing there with this look on his face, which <laughs> that he had on that show quite often, and it said, honey, I'm going to buy a $500 video game console. <laughs> <laughs> Ask questions later. Yeah, exactly. And, and how many? Now, you know what I wonder, too? How will this cut into your golf time? Oh, very easily. Yeah, because I just I just gotta I just gotta golf one more time and go. This sucks, and then just go back home. Go home and quit again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll I'll show them right. I'll show that game. The old saying, "Golf is a good walk ruined." <laughs> exercise, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Are you going to rush right out and buy it? Have you already rushed out and bought it? My assumption, and again, not being a video games guy, which is why Bryce is here. He keeps me up to date. He keeps me hip. Well, not really. He yeah. can't do that. But anyway. Um, I'm assuming, is it going to need a new console? or will Yeah, I think it'll be like a next-gen thing where by the time it comes out, they'll probably be updating to uh, only new consoles and not not let it... So another another way to buy that, too. Yep. And that, so those cost around 500 bucks these days? Yes. Yes. I I got uh, the newest Xbox uh, almost a year ago, and that was about 450. What do you pay, what do you play on it? Uh, I've played NBA 2K a lot, and then Madden, um, and then yeah, some other stuff. But I, I, I haven't played much other than like sports games more recently. Yeah, that's another thing. Is a uh, Grand Theft Auto. They they're big now. Grand Theft Auto Six or Grand Theft Auto yeah Six because they have been a long time since the fifth one. So I'm telling you, in 2025, <laughs> when I have that. And the other one coming out in the fall, I might have to take out like a, a loan or something. It's it's going to be bad. You think you got a lot of jobs now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're such a hard that. worker, Bryce. Uh, yeah, I know, right? That's mm. that. You know, just because I want to do it. Well, I did tell you, I saw a meme, and it was it looked like a restaurant worker in the back alley of a city. <laughs> sitting on a trash can, a short trash can, wearing an apron, dirty, got an old dirty hat pulled over their head, uh, leaned over, uh, elbows on knees, looking just exhausted. And it said <laughs> me after the first 10 hours of, <laughs> oh, yeah. of the video game coming out. So I'm assuming that's going to happen. But, you know, that takes – where do those hours come from? Does it come from your golf game? Does it come from your time um, – gosh um, – what else? I don't know. What else? Cooking. What, yeah, well, I don't want to say that because you know you still got to eat all. You just you know, most of them. You know, if you're if you're really that crazy, go through drive-through. But what does yeah. it take time away from? Mm, family time, Rick. <laughs> well, I guess I'm it's. Not, I guess I'm we have to sacrifice that. that. You, heard what, the, you heard what Rick said, guys. No, <laughs> that's not where I'm going. Although you know, some, yeah. but I'm wondering because <laughs> the, you know whatever the hobby is. 
You know, is oh, it yeah. motorcycles, is it ATVs, is it all those things? That that five or whatever hours is you're going to spend comes from somewhere. It's Is it kind of bad that we Sleep? We're, is it coming from your sleep? D- definitely. That's probably the... <laughs> That's probably, funny enough, the healthiest one that it's taken away from. But I, I love how we're mentioning mostly, like, active things. It's like, well, this is probably not a good sign if it's taken away from everything that's keeping you moving. Right? Uh, you know, eventually you'll get back outside, I'm yeah. sure. I, it, and I, eventually. For anybody who loves it, then I'm, I'm happy for you. Because it, yesterday mm-hmm. it took over the world. I'm, I'm going to restore love to the Kibbe Dome. And, and and Idaho, that was always a go-to. Whenever I'd like do a dynasty and I need a non-conference game, I'd always make a road game at the Kibbe Dome in Idaho. You go just, play the Vandals. Yeah, I just love that little arena. So I'm gonna be back, fellas. I saw back at the Kibbe Dome. Who is it? Which was it? I saw one of the ESPN anchors. Oh, it wasn't Van Pelt, I think. Maybe it was. It said, I have won titles with Harvard and Yale and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I thought, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then I realized what he meant. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he went from there. And then, then you, did you see the ranking yesterday of the of the best players when it come, that should be the best players when it comes out? I did. Yeah, and mm-hmm. who was number one? Ollie Gordon. Ollie Gordon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number zero is number one down yeah. in Oklahoma State. All right, so what else are we going to do today? Well, we'll play that trailer for you, which, you know, obviously is uh, going to be a big deal. And I do, I absolutely want to know, are you going to rush right out and buy it at 918-262-5072? And nothing, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm, and just because I'm not a video game guy, I'm not making fun of anybody. Hey, you go do you. And if you're loving it, that's great. And, it's, I mean, hey, that's money in the economy. Money in the economy is a good thing. If they sell $8 billion, $500 boxes in that video game, then somebody's making cash, and that's good. Although I don't think any of those things are ever made in this nation. But anyway, it's still good for our economy, right? So we'll get into that. Mike Boynton made a little, uh, couple of waves. You know, he had a telephone interview with Bill Haston of the Tulsa World, and Bill did what Bill does. He drew out some information. Mm-hmm. And then at Mike Boynton's press conference, guess what got talked about? NIL and money and all those things. And I already see a tweet here, or pardon me, a text here that came to the afternoon guys yesterday to the show with Pop and Colby. And they said, well, then how do the Iowa states of the world have the money to fund these sports? And I'm assuming they're talking about this, about NIL and the complaints Mike Boynton had, or maybe they weren't complaints. Maybe they were just points. We'll get into that coming up today. Also, uh, Caitlin Clark set the record last night, kind of. It's complicated. Well, if I tell you she's the all-time leading women's scorer in NCAA basketball, that's true. But she's not the all-time leading women's scorer. And I'll explain that mm. coming up because... I'm going to put an asterisk next to my update. Well, I did the same thing you did. I went, huh? And then I started looking it up. We'll get into college basketball this weekend because there are some very important games. The NBA All-Star Game is Sunday. And getting as much attention as the players is the court. The LED under glass court that they're going to have, which I'll, I'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, Daytona 500 is going to be right here on the Blitz on Sunday, and we're going to talk about that here with uh, Jason Toy of Motor Racing, Motor Racing Network today, which is really cool. Uh, also, OSU baseball starts this weekend. OU baseball starts this weekend. Arkansas baseball starts this weekend. Softball, uh, both OU and OSU are in tournaments or challenges, if you will. All that today right here on the Blitz 1170. Plus, as I mentioned, Jason Toy from MRN. He'll be with us at 7 o'clock. And at 810, Oklahoma State hockey coach Rich Kameski. Is it Kameski? Yes. All right. And the team captain, Jacob Thompson, because we are to frozen bedlam. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's fantastic. So we're going to talk about hockey between Oklahoma State and Oklahoma coming up. It's 615. Thank God it's Friday here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Weathers Hockey Studio, and I would love to have you text us at 918-262-5072. I want to know right now, you got to go buy that video game? A simple yes or no will do right here on the Blitz. The Blitz 1170.
your new home for Rich Eisen. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma State Cowboys will host the 19th-ranked BYU Cougars tomorrow in GIA. The Pokes have yet to beat a ranked opponent this season. Tip-off is at 1, starting with a 12 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. The 25th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners will host the 6th-ranked Kansas Jayhawks, the LNC, Saturday. The Sooners looking for their first win against the Jayhawks since 2021. Tip-off is at 3 o'clock. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane are back at the Reynolds Center tomorrow as they host the Rice Owls. The Hurricane won the first matchup on January 27th, 85-83, stifling a late comeback attempt. Tip-off is at 2 with a 1.30 pregame starting over on Big Country 99.5. That's the window roll to Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Woods 1170 and streaming on the Woods 1170 app. 617 on the Blitz 1170. Well, you know what? In this digital age, when the computer doesn't work, the computer doesn't work. And as you can imagine, that was supposed to be a stop set, as we call it in radio. Uh, There are commercials and promos and all kinds of things that are supposed to be running, and they just decided not to. So with that being the case, look what? You know the great thing about talk radio? We can do this. Right back at it, right? (laughs) Absolutely. We'll get it fixed one way or the other. It was working until a minute ago, but that's the way this stuff works. You get a a sliver of dust in the wrong thing, and boom, uh, there you go. All right, let's go ahead and play the EA Sports. I'll do that, and we'll make – let's see. Well, you know what? Let's just see if it even comes through the board. Are you ready? All right, so EA Sports made the announcement, or the trailer, the tease trailer. Apparently, there's a longer tease trailer coming out. The cool thing is this was at the Rose Bowl. And that was one of the things I liked the most because an above shot at the Rose Bowl and you know and that kind of thing. I even saw Coach Prime, even Dion said, "I got some ideas," you know, which makes this really fun. So again, there's a lot of visual to this. And yes, if you're an OU, you know, OSU fan, yep, they had you know they had shots of the threads in there. You know, I'm always looking for the SEC teams too, and they had those in there. I saw A and M in there. Um, you know, you didn't see mid-majors if you will but right you saw they'll be there you saw the biggins you saw everybody up there and i thought that was really cool but here's just the audio portion of that trailer yesterday got something special for y'all little update for our fans from the big house to the bayou from carolina to california yeah, it's about college football. We know you love it. Us too. The rivalries, comebacks, the traditions and superstitions built by generations. There's nothing like it. Turns out, we've been building too. So let's address the big owl in the room. Yeah. We've seen the posts, the predictions, the doubts. We get it. It's been a minute. Let's just say this ain't the only jersey we've been working on. The game this sport deserves. Because pretty soon, this place will be full again. Until then, cue the crowd noise.
All right, and that's where it ended, believe it or not. But that is the at least part of the trailer. You, you certainly know. Now, he's the guy in the video is sewing a jersey that says EA Sports, and then you're seeing the other things in there, and that's why he says those threads. So you, you do see a little bit of that, um, and they just get flashes of teams. And that is apparently the short, quick trailer, if you will, and there's something more coming. And I, I don't remember. Bryce, did you, do you remember when it said that it was actually coming out? Uh, it should be, usually it's typically around like late July or early August, yeah. so I'd have to see. Well, that's that's okay. I, just, I knew it was, I, I know it's not right now, but it's not, not terribly far from now. So I still don't have a single text from anybody at 918-262-5072. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, by the way, saying yes or no. You're going to buy this thing. I'd like to know. And I'm, not, I'm thinking of the people I know. How many will? Mm. Uh, any big time video game fans? Uh, my son uh, yeah. uh, used to be, but, but not much of a sports guy, right? Oh no, he likes it. Mm. He just wasn't any good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Honest to goodness, uh, Kelly is now over forty years old. When he was probably, I mean, he of course I was broadcasting games even then, and he was you know he'd come to games obviously, he'd come along with it, and he would say. I know one time he would ask questions and he learned the game and he was a fan of certain players, absolutely. And especially watching, you know, the teams that I was broadcasting for. But when he was probably, I'm going to guess it was about seven or eight years old, he came to me and he said, Dad, are there any sports I can play where I don't get knocked down? <laughs> I said, Yes. And I went through some things like golf and tennis and things like that. And he goes, No. No, I think I'll just be a writer. That's cool. And he's done many, several things in his life and gone on to, to right now, work for at insurance, actually. He ran movie theaters for many years. He ran a planetarium uh, down in Texas. He did a lot of things like that. And he's got a degree in all those things. But he, and he's still a fan. He likes watching. He's a Steelers fan now. He lives just outside Pittsburgh. But it was never his thing, and he wasn't ever terribly good at it. Uh, and then Lindsay never had the chance because of her cancer and, and her brain tumors. Uh, and uh, Delaney is actually pretty doggone good. My youngest can wing a football now, and she knows the game, and she loves sports. She's the she's the nut on, on all of them. But I don't think any of them would buy it because I know Delaney's too big with her PhD stuff or too busy. Uh, Kelly has the whole family to take care of, and, and Lindsay doesn't care about video games right about now. I was thinking about friends. Uh, people who I know will buy it. I bet, I bet several of the people that are in my dive business will probably do so. I wonder if, if Pop will, you know, and, and with if Scott, you know, and and we know obviously Bryce will, if Pop will, if Scott will, um, if Colby will, you know, that would be interesting to know. So I just want to know from you at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two six twenty three here on the Blitz eleven seventy. We are in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio. Remember this weekend? It's going to be a little chillier. I mean. <laughs> We've had that pattern again where it's really nice during the week. You get in the 60s and even the mid to 60s, and then it gets to Friday, and it goes down in the, into the 50s, and on Saturday and Sunday it's in the 40s. What the heck? Come on, man. We need a little weekend weather. Uh, you know what? It's a good weekend to be inside, so how about this? 60th Annual Daryl Starbird's National Rod and Custom Show. It is Next Generation, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's this weekend. starts today out at SageNet Center and Expo Square. Runs all the way through Sunday. You know, you know what's out there. All the cool stuff out there, the chop shops, the hooning. There are over a 1,000 exotic uh, customs and hot rods out there. It's just a, you know, if you like gasoline engines, <laughs> it is an absolute, it's a dream come true. 
All kinds of cool stuff out there. You can find out more at uh, visitstarbirdcarshows.com. And also uh, the Actar Shrine Circus, too. Just many of the things that are going to be in town, in and around town this weekend. All right, so we mentioned the Mike Boynton thing, and I want opinions on it, too. Um, he's not wrong. He's absolutely not wrong. But I also don't think any coach is blameless in this day and age of NIL. Uh, you know, with Cade Cunningham, you're great. We all know that. And then without Cade Cunningham, things change. And then with what happened with, you know, their uh, their penalties, which were unfair, all that, all that changed things tremendously for Oklahoma State, as it can for anyone else. It's the recovery from that. But you've lost so many players over the last few years, and you weren't able to keep those, you know, you're just not able to keep those players for whatever reason. And for many, and right now, Mike Boynton is pointing a lot at NIL. And I understand why. But there are coaches around the country dealing with the same thing. The difference is, I'm not sure many are dealing with, well, I guess they are. If you look, and I hate to even say this, but in basketball right now, in the Big 12, obviously Oklahoma State's the bottom of that barrel. And that is not something Oklahoma State fans are used to. So even if you were to say Oklahoma State is a mid-range Big 12 basketball school, which right now they aren't. They just aren't. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the fact. But even if you were to say that, and if you were to say on a general basis over the last, who knows, 20 years, average it out, they're a mid-to-upper-range Big 12 program. So if you go around leagues, if you go to the SEC, if you go to the Big 10, if you go to the Pac-12, or whatever it is now, um, <laughs> it, it, two, you know, yeah, the pack. ACC, which made a lot of movement yesterday on some things I'll talk about later on. If you go to any of those places, <clears throat> any of those leagues, and you say mid to upper level, are they having the exact same problem? The answer right now would seem to be no. Yeah. So find me another program, and if you can, that's fine, because quite honestly, I haven't had time to look. <laughs> when you're spending four, four and a half, five hours of your day on the Turner Turnpike and in Oklahoma City for proton therapy, and then the time around that, either you know preparing meals and all that kind of stuff uh, and making sure the exercise gets done here, there's just not as much time. You can only see so much, right? Yeah, well, there's just not as much time. I try, I do, and, and yeah. I spend a lot of nights, I'll, I'll stay up, you know, and, and, and sleep a little less and, and get, try to get effort. But I thought of it yesterday, and I just didn't have time to go into it, and part of it was I was trying to keep up with Kansas City and EA <laughs> as it came out. Um, but, I mean, but who else would be in that? Well, I mean, you know, Mississippi State's kind of struggling. Right? Well, Arkansas's struggling right now. Can you point at Arkansas and say they're, they're the problem? Or they're they're like that. Is it the exact same thing? I don't know. I mean, yeah, and I don't really think so. in terms of an NIL standpoint. I mean, it seems like they've been pretty lucrative, right? They should be. <laughs> you would think they would be. Uh, so I, like from I, a talent and keeping that talent standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think Mike Boynton's a bad guy. I don't think anybody thinks Mike Absolutely Boynton's not. a bad guy. And I can't imagine his players don't like playing for him. I mean, no. I don't know that you can be the guy he is in public which comes across really nice and, and, and fun and bubbly and all that, and then go into practice and scare everybody off. The coaches I knew who were tyrants were tyrants in public, too. Mm. <laughs> you, you, you could bridge that gap. You yeah. could see how. <laughs> I mean, everybody knew what J.D. Barnett and Doug Wojcik and guys like that were like. Everybody knew that. Now, they were friendly to some people. I got along with both of them, which probably says something about me. Both of them you know, got along with me well. They both liked me. But I didn't have the same kind of contact that, say, Bruce did because he's doing play-by-play or Dan Rowe at the time because they're doing even more stuff with them. 
than I was. I was doing post games with him, and I got yelled at a lot by Doc <laughs> during post games. We called it getting wojicked <laughs> during a post game. <clears throat> but they were, you know, you couldn't hide that in public. You know, I've known a couple of coaches who were different people publicly than they were behind closed doors, but it wasn't such a big gap of, I've got this face here that is, I'm the nice guy, I'm the good guy, I'm the face of your program. And then over here, I mean, really, truly Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not known that. I've known guys who weren't the same, but it wasn't that big. And a lot of them are that way because you've got that public face and that kind of thing, which I get. Sure. But I I have a hard time. I want to, I want to sympathize with Mike Boynton. I really do. But I'm not sure I can. But I want to play the comments, at least a good portion of his comments about NIL. He actually started the news conference. I feel for him. He actually started the news conference talking about they've had the flu in the program this week. Oof. So they had guys out Sunday that they, you know, they weren't sure, and they come back on Sunday. They had a couple of days off because they had this week. And gave he let them rest legs and kind of recover a little bit. At this point in the season, when you're not playing well, it's hard. Hmm. You you know, I mean, the I've always said January and February in conference basketball, holy crap, that's a grind. Yeah. You're traveling. I mean, there are places you'll wake up and not know which city you're in, you know, literally. And, and, and you know, and, and kids are young. I get it. And they're resilient. But it wears on anybody. And then by the time you get to now, you're close to the end and, the, and your conference is a meat grinder and you have the tournament coming up, which gives you a little bit extra hope. But it's also really intense extra work. So this time of year, it's hard anyway. Now you get the flu and you can't practice everybody. So they had guys out Sunday. Some came back Tuesday, and they had other guys out Tuesday. And they, you know, and he's saying, "I just hope we don't get everybody else sick." And and I understand. And he's trying to put it all together for a run at the end of the year, which you'd love to see. Uh, having said all that, and even when I think about it, as much as I want to be on his side and sympathize with him, I'm just not sure I can. But I'm going to play what he said, and I'm going to get your opinions at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Hey, speaking of weekends, we talked about that, right? Anytime the Oilers are home on a Sunday, you can do what we call Sunday fun day, and you can skate on the ice with the Oilers. A lot, I mean, it's just a great memory to have for your kids or for you. Take your skates, rent skates, hop out there with the players. Um, I wouldn't suggest trying a power play, but, hey, give it a shot if you want. You just never know what's going to happen. It's Sunday fun day, and it's from the Tulsa Oilers and the Blitz 1170. All right, when we come back, a little Mike Boynton right here on the Blitz. The Tulsa Basketball Coaches Show. Brought to you by Riverside Ford of Tulsa and Stuart Martin Kubota. Mondays at 6 p.m. on the Blitz 1170. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We always want to hear from you. Also on our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072, a number I repeat in my sleep. <laughs> and you've been tearing it up for two weeks. Now, the week before the Super Bowl, I expected it. But then the week after, and I expected Monday, Tuesday. But you've, you've been really good about it, and I appreciate that because your interaction is what makes this right? Uh, we know things and we talk about things, but we want to hear from you. And at 918-262-5072, you can let us know. Really, our first thing today was, is, are you going to buy that EA Sports game? Is it a big deal in your life? Because yesterday it was a big deal on social media. 
And honest to goodness, you can gauge what everybody's thinking on social media. That's all you got to do. Like it or not, uh, you can. And yesterday, it consumed everything. As I mentioned, so much so, and I'm not being disrespectful, it actually took all the oxygen from Kansas City. You stopped hearing about that for the most part. So, uh, are you going to buy it? Do you, you know, how, how do you, where do you get your five hours? <laughs> Whatever it is that you play to get to that. And I mean, I do think it's really cool that you'll have, re, you know, the real player names and things like that. Does anybody remember? And I do because I was covering it at the time when they stopped it because of the lawsuit. You remember the player who brought the lawsuit against the NCAA or against EA? I do not. And all? Ed O'Bannon from UCLA. Man. He was the guy behind it, or it was his people behind it, whoever it was, who said to him, hey, you should be making money off this. And I agree. <laughs> Honestly, I absolutely agree. Not any different than schools selling jerseys that for many years I've said that kid ought to get some of that money or the team ought to get some of that money. Uh, same thing happened. It was O'Bannon's lawsuit that actually changed all that. So now with, with NIL and with the agreement to, for some money going to the schools and the players and blah, 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 all that, and I don't know all the details. I just know that you know, it's, it's, it's working, if you will, yeah. then the, we're back. And not only that, back with real players, which I think is really kind of cool. All right, he's Bryce Hall, so I'm Rick Corey. The other thing we talked about is Mike Boynton. His interview with Bill Haston the other day made the Tulsa world. And when it made the Tulsa world, there was a lot in there about NIL. And Mike, I don't know, and just reading it, because when you're reading something, your mind reads in inflection. Mm. But you don't have any idea what that inflection is. It's one of the yeah. dangerous things about texting someone. <laughs> There's a different filter, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you can text somebody okay. And they can think, well, that's a, a brief, you know, blow-off answer mm-hmm. when maybe you're really busy and what you mean was, yeah, okay. But that, that's where K has hurt a lot of people, <laughs> just having K right there. Well, it's and like, there's a difference between, okay, and hey, okay. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, even have the okay. It's just the inflection of voice, which, you know, do this as long as we have. You understand what that means. But you can't get that when you're on the written word. Mm-hmm. So not really knowing, I mean, knowing Mike, in that written word to me sounded frustrated. And then he had his news conference, and of course they're going to ask, and they should, about what he said. And he had mentioned that, you know, I wish he was behind in NIL. I think he said they were 500K or less. Yes. Uh, which there were people on the conference at two plus million. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, he said about three or four that were between yeah. two and four million. And you and you understand that's going to absolutely be the case. If you're in basketball, for instance, and I'm assuming, was he talking? Because I haven't, and I apologize, I haven't had time to see the article yet. I saw the highlights and I saw the clips uh, from the news conference, and actually I have it here. But I'd not seen, was he just talking basketball? I don't, was that all sports? Yeah, he, he was just, I think he was just talking basketball. Yeah, that because would make he sense. Because he was mainly mm-hmm. alluding to how, um, and this goes past an IL, but just in terms of money in general uh, and where it's, uh, moved to across the athletic department, mm-hmm. how it hasn't been basketball. So that's I think that's it. he was just mainly talking about basketball. We yeah. only get this much, and that's what I figured because it seemed to me like there'd be a whole lot more than that. Although you know, in the past, Mike Gundy himself has said, "Hey, we don't have the same kind of." Mm-hmm. But it seemed to me that you know, a couple of million for the upper level Big Twelve teams, honestly, to me, seems a little light. I'd have thought Kansas, Texas, who's ridiculously rich, would have more. At any rate, let's get back to it. So they asked him yesterday. Somebody said, hey, you commented on this, read this. Would you like to say anything further? And he actually started by saying, well, you know, you want to ask me a specific question? And there was just kind of a silence, and then this is what he went into. 
well, I don't necessarily want to retract anything that I said. Um, I, I'm always pretty honest, guys. I mean, and I, I hope nobody took that as me making excuses. It's just point out the reality of college athletics in 2024. And so, if there's something specific you want to ask about, I'll I'll I guess try what, to answer. What can OSU do better or? collectives or however do better in the nil space yeah so i I don't know if there's a magic answer right part of it is we got to play better right and i think more the better you play uh the more people are willing to invest their time and resources into the program that's totally fair um but there's a little bit of chicken and egg kind of scenario here where um as much as people want to pretend that that's not how recruiting works anymore that's just not reality. And I know it's not supposed to be inducements, but NIL isn't happening because kids are so popular that BMW wants to sponsor them. <laughs> In fact, that's why collectives exist, because BMW doesn't want to sponsor them. <laughs> that makes sense, guys. I mean, this isn't rocket science. And again, we got to coach better. I got to continue to make my players better. The way you get players now is totally different than the way you got players four years ago. I mean, let's not even go back to 1995 where the article necessarily referenced. When do those conversations about next season happen? I mean, obviously, you've got you know, several freshmen right now that mm-hmm. are you know, you know, four or five-star guys that are contributing out on the court. And how do you been a couple days since Saturday. What, about next not year, only- whether that's going to the league, you're going to another school, or coming back here next year kind of start happening? See, I think that's part of the challenge the conversations with us we'd like to get through the season make them better and have a conversation about where they are but that's not again that's not reality those conversations with the kids are happening all the time they're just not happening with our staff they're happening with sometimes their parents sometimes other relatives sometimes their high school coaches sometimes with other college coaches um and so you got to constantly have an awareness of you know where it is. Again, I've come in this room and told you guys several times, man. The guys call our kids. It happens. It's part of the game now. It's it's a part that no one really wants to talk about because it it feels kind of slimy, right? <laughs> but I don't live in a fantasy world, man. I live in a real world where, you know, I know people are probably contacting Brandon Garrison. Like it's a reality. And so, back to your question, do we want them? If you don't want him because you don't want the coach, then okay, he's going to go somewhere else. I'm not saying you keep him because you keep the coach. But I'm just saying those things are not mutually exclusive, right? You got to take care of your kids. Otherwise, they leave. And if your kids leave, sometimes what it does is it sends a message that your kids can be taken easily. <laughs> sometimes. Again, I'm, it all goes back to having success on the court. We got to play better. We got to win some more games. We got to try to make a run at the end of the season to build some momentum so we can go out and tell if there's a future here. There's hope to, to invest in. But you can't wait until the kids are out the door to tell them you love them. Because <laughs> they're kind of like, you sure? Or do you love me because you hear somebody else is trying to hit on me now? You know? When you see your kids, are you saying Mike Boynton's coaching staffs? players or are you saying Oklahoma State's fan base players? 
I don't know how fans view these kids. I mean, I always view them as my guys, um, but it's not necessarily just because I recruited them. Uh, I consider Mitchell Solomon my kid. Uh, considered Tavar Sean and Jeff Carroll. I, I never recruited those kids. I only coached them as a head coach for one year. Um, but care about them, love them the same. Uh, I, don't, I don't really... Kids are viewed more as commodities to help people feel better about their betting habits. <laughs> Again, let's just be real about what's going on in the world, right? And so when they don't play well, these kids who they want to play for their school all of a sudden stink and they'll, they'll never should have come here. And if they decide to go to somewhere else school, then they're also bad people. Like it's, we're in a tough space, man. Like, and, and the reality is like, we got to get back to just, you know, can we just enjoy that? We got young kids coming to college, trying to get an education, becoming professional adult, you know, professionals in whatever field of life they're going in. But that's probably, that's probably fantasy world talk. We're probably not going back there anymore. All right, that's just part of it. Uh, that's that's all really substantive right there. I mean, he said a lot of stuff, and he said a lot of stuff that makes sense, and he said a lot of stuff that's true. Mm-hmm. But it's not just true in Stillwater. It's yeah. true in Starkville. <clears throat> it's true in College Station. It's true in Houston. It's it's true in San Antonio. It's true all over. Well, let's look at Manhattan and Ames, right? <laughs> just within your conference. Yep. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's true, you know, in all those places. Um, and he's right, you know, coaches are contact. We know coaches are contacting players. Oh, look, he's not the only one struggling. Look at Cal in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Have you seen some of the numbers and what they've done against ranked opponents lately? It's not good. Yeah. And not only that, I, I saw some things, too, that I think I, I agree with having watched Cal's teams at Memphis now and here, too, is I, man, they're just really predictable right now. Mm-hmm. Now, they'll still get talent because it's Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, but they're struggling. So, I mean, it's it's true all over. It's not just there. Now, I, I do, you know, when he said these kids are just to make you feel better about your gambling habit, I thought that was a little bit strong. <laughs> I know a lot of people bet on sports. I get it. I understand that. And it's going to come to Oklahoma. And, and it, if it weren't for a fight between the governor and the tribes, it would be here now. And it needs to be here now, not because I'm going to run out and bet because that's not my life, but because otherwise that money is going out of state. And that's silly. Yeah. It's just silly, and yes, I know those are tribes, and I know how the money works, and I know they get, you know, they get uh, their percent. I know all that. Still, it's money, and whether that's people coming into town and staying at the hotels, or you know, spending money on gas or whatever, it still helps the economy. So it's it needs to happen. It's realistically everybody does it. it just depends on how you, you how you do it. So why not take advantage of it? Uh, I thought that though was a little strong. But I think it has more to do with that. I think most people, and maybe I'm wrong. And tell me again at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two in our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. Maybe I'm being Pollyanna just because of that. But I do think most people care more about their team, their school, and their colors than they do their betting. Yes, I believe that. Yeah. Now maybe that's stupid. Uh, and uh, if you bet, yeah. That's what you care about. But I bet, my, my guess is if you bet, too, unless you're ridiculously serious, and I mean make a living that way serious, you're probably betting on your team a lot anyway, mm-hmm. which would give you reason to be more mad when they don't <laughs> play very well now, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but f- fans and alumni, I think, are focused on more issues, right? I think losing so. losing money on this team. All right, so having heard what he said, how much do you agree with? And again, I want to side with him. I don't know that I completely can. I, I- from a broader perspective, again, nationally, in terms of what other teams deal with, I don't necessarily disagree with him. No, neither. But when I look at a couple other programs within OSU, you look at OSU football, 
they're not lighting the world up in NIL, and they had definitely one of the most sought-after players in the country after this year. But they have and he some, stayed. And he stayed. But they have something to believe in. You know, they've had something to retain uh, in terms of what they can look forward to, what they can do next year. When you look at Kenny Gajewski with OSU Softball, yeah. he has not had the same team for three, four years in a row. I mean, and really since, you know, this NIL age started in July of 2021, you know, there's been a lot of times where OSU softball fans have probably thought, man, if we can just keep this team together next year, we'll be even mm-hmm. better. That hasn't been the case. And yet OSU softball has been in the top 10 every year. And he that, lost to Kelly Maxwell you like you, this you year. Lose Kelly, Kelly Maxwell and you're still, you, you have a great opening weekend and you're fourth in the country. So they've been able to push beyond that. Mm-hmm. When I look at Mike Boynton, here's my issue is, Okay, he says things change in July of 2021 when the NIL starts, okay? Talent has never been an issue to begin with. Just looking at 24-7 sports composites, this past year in 2020, and this varies from site to site, 2023, they're 14th. 2022, they're very, very low just because they only had one recruit, but that recruit was Keon Williams, who's a four-star. And when you mean talent, you're talking about recruiting? Re- high school recruiting rankings. Yeah, okay. So let's just start from that base. 2021... No high school recruits. You get two former five stars in Musa Cisse and Bryce Thompson. Mm-hmm. 2020, 13th. They were as high as five in rivals that year. That's the Cape Cunningham year. And then his first real recruiting class in 2019 was 23rd. The first real recruiting class he had was 25th in the country. So that's my issue is when it comes to getting talent, as he first mentioned, has never been a problem for Boynton. It really hasn't been a problem in OSU basketball dating mm-hmm. back to Travis Ford got a lot of talent. Eddie Sutton was able to get, you know, Eddie Sutton could obviously turn a three-star into a five-star, yeah. but he he was starting to get uh, pretty good players. In terms of uh, retaining them, that's where I think the good excuse looks like it's going to come in. But my last point is, when you look at the end of the 2022 season, the year they were banned, they finished fifth in the Big 12. They would have been playing on that second day had yeah. they been eligible for the Big 12 tournament, mm-hmm. which would have been pretty nice, right? Mm-hmm. They had something to buy into. You bring in everybody except for Rondell Walker, who, one of the sad stories of NIL, got really bad advice, went to TCU to play with his former high school teammate, averaged two points a game, now he's at North Texas. That's just, it's, it's a really unfortunate thing that just sometimes happens to guys. Yep. But you got Musa Cisse back, you get Caleb Boone back, you get Avery Anderson back. That was retaining really good talent. And then you blunder that next year. You miss the NCAA tournament thanks to two early non-conference losses, which have been a bugaboo to Boynton's career over the past seven years. And those guys leave. So it shows that there was something that you could have built on right there mm-hmm. in terms of building onto the next year, bringing this talent back, and making an NCAA tournament run, and you didn't. So he certainly had his opportunity retaining talent or getting talent in the first place, retaining it when you have something to believe in, and when there's no longer that there, they disperse. Do you do you give any of that, or do you blame any of that on the over or the hangover from the NCAA and the FBI and all that? I see how it's been an issue because of what he was having to do throughout that whole process for the NCAA to come in a week before your season starts in 2021 and say that you're banned this Just year. Take a real dump on you. Yeah, and they don't have to go do press conferences they don't have to explain it they can just go back in their holes it's it's evil to be quite honest mm-hmm. i don't think i'm being over dramatic i think they're pretty evil for that but now you're starting to 
escape from that, the hangover is is not quite there anymore. Because again, the, the very next year, you brought these guys back. Forget about it. Let's go make an NCAA tournament run. You're no longer as restricted in terms of, you know, you might have some restrictions here and there in terms of recruiting and stuff. But again, with the whole portal day and age, you're able to get some guys pretty quickly, retain the guys that you have from the past year, and had the opportunity to go and make a statement. Yeah. And you didn't do that. And especially now, in two years after that, it's it's starting to become very faint. Do you any, do you in any way believe it's all about money? That nil he's he's talking about the five hundred k. But you know what? Honestly, <laughs> as a guy who started doing this a long time ago, when someone says you had five hundred thousand dollars for your basketball program this year. I would be stunned, <laughs> and in a good way. How? I mean, cool. <laughs> but yeah. it's but reality is that's not a big amount anymore when you can pay somebody more to go somewhere else. So, I, right. how much of it do you think would have to do with that? And I got a second question that might be stupid: Is he too nice a guy? Mm. I mean, you know, if you you've got to have, I mean, having crowds, having, I mean, GIA is a wonderful place, but if you don't know mm. some history of it. And you walk in there as opposed to walking in an arena and, you know, well, even that, even Allen Fieldhouse is not, you know, it's old. But you yeah. get the feeling when you walk in. Maybe, does that have anything to do with it? I would think well, we all want to believe that everybody wants to play at Galgariba. But, yeah. again, I'm going to tell you that there are, that most of the recruits today who sign there don't know who either of those people are. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to, if you tried to tell them the history, they'd go, all right. Uh, and how and, some and of them seen it full maybe once or twice probably in their life. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and again, we've said this before. I was a player who, honest to God, thought Michael Jordan just made shoes. And he's a college mm-hmm. basketball player, and he didn't mm-hmm. know he'd played in the NBA. Don't overestimate what they know. So as much as we all want to believe everybody wants to play NGIA, those things matter too. I've said before, I, I know stories of and I have met and know recruits who wanted to see the press box. The hell do you need to see the press box for in football? You're not going to be in it. It's just up there. Why do you care? <laughs> but some do. There's uh, it's the, the enormity of what you have to cover to do that. But it starts with wins. I do think money plays a key role, though. Yeah, I, I think it does. Again, from a from a broader perspective in terms of what everybody's trying to deal with. But that's why I go back to the talent acquisition mm-hmm. that he's actually done a really good job at because there are other schools that don't do that that are struggling with nil and then it goes straight back to coaching Mm -hmm. so i I would want to say that nil is hurting osu from getting what the the one more five star that they need the two more four stars that they need i mean you gotta keep them yeah but i mean yeah but still come on it's like how much better is that really going to make a difference in by having nil and getting a slightly more talented player when it hasn't been an issue for them in yeah. terms of getting those guys to still water. Yep, but it's just keeping them there. That's been tough. Well, we want your opinions at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That is the Rompey Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Next time you go to an Oilers game, don't worry if you buy those inexpensive tickets during the game. We do the blitz upgrade, so we're going to call ticket numbers and take someone who bought maybe those pretty inexpensive seats and put them right down, right down by the ice. We're going to. We're going to let you have a good time, watch the players really close up, get the spit and the ice on you. It'll be great fun. It's the Oilers Upgrade. It's from the Blitz 1170 and the Tulsa Oilers. All right, when we come back, this day in sports history, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute from Bryce Hulse next here on the Blitz. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. 
The Tulsa Golden Hurricane are back at the Reynolds Center tomorrow as they host the Rice Owls. The Hurricane won the first matchup on January 27th, 85-83, stifling a late comeback attempt. Tip-off is at 2 with a 1.30 pregame starting over on Big Country 99.5. And the ORU Golden Eagles lost their third straight last night as they fell to North Dakota State 73-60. Isaiah McBride and Kareem Thompson led the ORU with 14 points each. The Golden Eagles will host North Dakota tomorrow night at 7. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Solson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. Here are the biggest stories you need to know right now on the Blitz 1170. There's a new all-time leading scorer in NCAA women's basketball history. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? Well, not really true. In NCAA women's basketball, I'll explain that later on, that was at least a 35-footer, and it barely moved the net. She drained that early on, three minutes into the Hawkeyes' win over Michigan, 106-89. She finished with a career-high 49, 9-3s, and 13 assists. Caitlin Clark, and we'll explain that record again a little bit later on. Meanwhile, basketball this weekend, we have a bunch of it right here on the, on the Blitz 1170. We have BYU at Oklahoma State tomorrow at noon with a 1 o'clock tip. On Big Country, 99.5, we have Rice at Tulsa, 1.30 pre and a 2 o'clock tip. Kansas will be at Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma tomorrow, pardon me, at 3 o'clock. Yes, we all know by now, EA Sports released that uh, 2025, uh, <laughs> really took over the world, uh, video game trailer yesterday. Uh, they say this is going to be a pretty big deal, and of course you can understand how it will. Full rosters, players, the whole thing is going to be a lot of fun. Baseball this weekend, OSU starts with 3 at Sam Houston. They will play at 6.30 today, 3 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock on Sunday. OU is uh, going to play Oregon 3 o'clock Friday at Globe Life. They'll play Tennessee Saturday at Globe Life, and then Nebraska at 10.30 at Globe Life. And Arkansas starts with 3 against James Madison. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. It's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We want you on it at 918-262-5072. Tell us what you think about what Mike Boynton said yesterday. Love to have, I want to know if you're how quickly you're going to buy that EA sports game. Uh, it's going to be everywhere, I guarantee you that. Hey, one of the things we're going to do on the Blitz this weekend, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be carrying the Daytona 500. You're going to hear that right here on the Blitz on Sunday. And one of the guys who will be there for MRN is Jason Toy. And we are happy to welcome him now to our hotline. Jason, thanks very much for your time. It's an exciting weekend, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. It definitely is. It's the it's the 500. It's the Super Bowl of motorsports for us. It's our... Uh, it's our big celebration every year. So this is something we always look forward to. And, you know, it's a whole week of things that happen down here. And a lot of the race fans, it's, you know, it's more than a week of things that happen down here when it comes to racing all across the state of Florida, too. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. There's no doubt about that. Joey Logano and Michael McDowell start on the uh, the pole. Of course, you had the Twins yesterday to, to finish the rest of the mm-hmm. field out. Anybody surprise you yesterday in the qualifiers? Uh, you know, what, you know, we this kind of like twofold. Let's go back to qualifying back on Wednesday night. You know, we saw how Ford and Chevrolet looked really good single car runs. You know, Toyota was very far back, but we kind of knew that once you get Toyotas together in a draft, they would do well. And then last night they proved that in the duels. Toyotas went to the front. Toyotas won both the duels. Um, you know, Jimmy Johnson qualified in in, in, a, in a Toyota. Uh, I just thought that the 
the Toyotas working together, and I think, and we talked about this a little bit as a group here when we did our media day too on on Wednesday morning, was the Toyotas actually have more to work with now in the aspect that they got more team, more players on the team out there. You know, bringing in Legacy Motor Club this year from. Um, uh, they made that transition over from Chevrolet over to Toyota, so now they've added more to the whole group to work together, and we saw that last last night during the duel. So uh, the Toyotas really uh, really shined to me a little bit yesterday. The Fords look really solid. You know, they got the brand new Mustang body on there uh, on the cars. They looked really really good too. And drafting, you know, it kind of showed that that's one of the great things about Daytona. It's a great equalizer. You know, you could be the the biggest teams like Team Penske or Hendrick, or you can be the, the smallest teams that, you know, um, like Livefast last night who had to try to race their way in. They led some laps during the races yesterday and unfortunately messed up in an accident. But it's it's a great equalizer. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch how everybody, how this all plays out. And hopefully, hopefully Mother Nature will, will take care of us here and we can get this one in tomorrow on Sunday night. Well, you know, well, it's Florida. It's going to rain every day at four and, you know, for about 20 <laughs> minutes, and it's going to be about a thousand percent humidity for a while. And we'll see how it goes. We're talking to Jason Toy from MRN about the, of course, Daytona 500. You'll hear it this weekend here on the Blitz 1170. 703 here, Rick Corey, along with Bryce Hulse. Yeah, Jason, uh, Ryan Blaney's the defending uh, Cup Series champion. Uh, out of the guys that have gone over in the Daytona 500, he certainly has a chance. Who who do you see as being a guy that could get their first one out of him and maybe some other guys? Well, you know him, and, and you think about Kyle Busch too. You know Kyle does not have a, a Daytona 500, so uh, he looked pretty solid yesterday too in, in the duels. Ryan Blaney just has not not had good luck here. Yeah, you know, he goes three straight races. He's been put into the wall, and and last night, good example. He was running really good and got clipped in the right rear and put. Uh, headlong into the wall, just like he did back here in August, too. So it's a lot of it is skill. You know, we know that, that Ryan Blaney has it. You know, we know that Kyle Busch has it. But in a lot of it, too, here at Daytona happens to be some just good old-fashioned racing luck. And uh, we saw uh, the luck run out a little bit last night with that. So, you know, Blaney's going to have to go to a backup car after the impact that he had. So Kyle Busch had some damage. I'm not sure if they're going to have to go to a backup car or they can repair it. They're in there in the garage today working on that. Uh, they have a practice session later on this evening uh, just prior to the truck race. So uh going to be a lot of shakedowns from some of those drivers that were involved in that incident last night that took out a pretty good handful of drivers. But definitely Blaney's going to have to go to the backup, which means he's going to have to go to the rear of the field, just like anybody else that repairs their cars are going to have to go to the rear of the field. So, That'll be another fun part to watch some of these very fast cars make their way to the front. Jason Toy, MRN, with us now talking about the Daytona 500. You'll hear here on the Blitz 1170 on Sunday. You know, I thought Jimmy Johnson was a, a fun story. I know they had the tragedy in life. He moved to England with his family, but he's back and he wants to get in this and get after it. What kind of chance would you give Jimmy? I tell you what, impressive last night. It was the old Jimmy and watching him run because he, he drafted his way up towards the front. He looked really, really good. Like I said, he had a. There was an incident, and he and I talked about it afterwards. It was, it's Daytona. It's going to happen. You know, you're going to run solid, and then going to have something happen to where it's going to be somebody else's issue, and that's what it was for him. So, he uh, <laughs> he was excited to make the race because I think not only as the as the owner, but you know as the driver too, and I think he was disappointed in the way he had to do it last night, and the way he was you know the way he was talking to me about it. 
but uh, they proved that they actually have got some speed in this car. Now you got to think this is the, the program for Legacy Motor Club. Like I said, with with bringing Jimmy in on it, he tried to run some last year and uh, started some races that sh- ended up short. Just had bad luck with it, and of course the tragedy that happened with his his in laws. He um, and then the transition this year, they made that move over from Chevrolet to Toyota. So that is a very big changeover to make that uh, make that happen. And, he, as the owner, was very happy because all three of his cars ran very, very well last night. As the driver, he was happy to get in, but he wanted more, and that's a good thing that you want to have with Jimmy Johnson. And looking forward to seeing how he puts all that in the effort uh, coming up on Sunday. You know, I saw one question I thought was really interesting. They talk about the non-chartered teams and who would have the best performance on Sunday based on what you have seen. What do you think? I, you know, I, and again, I go back to the point, it's a great equalizer. I mean, that's the great thing about the draft. Anybody can have a good run and run well in the draft. You know, B.J. McLeod, like I said, unfortunately, missed it by two inches last night of running into the 66 Daytona 500. He came in with a car. They sold their their charter last year and came in with a car that was plain black, just had a number and nothing else on it, and almost raced his way into the 500. You have a guy like a kid named uh, Kaz Grala who's running for Rookie of the Year this year in the Cup Series. He's going to be splitting his time between Front Row Motorsports, which is, you know, they're sitting on the front row with Michael McDowell, and also with Rick Ware Racing, you know, driving for Ford throughout the season. He went out for his qualifying effort uh, on Wednesday evening, and the shifter broke as soon as he pulled off. So he never even got a lap on the track. He came out in his duel yesterday. He kept up with the field, ran in the back, did what they had to do, and when it was time to go, it was time to go and proved that he can take that forward up towards the front. So that's going to be fun to watch that, you know, watch that happen. Uh, we saw almost J.J. Yaley almost race his way in uh, with a team that he just <laughs> – I said, J.J., when did you get the call? He said Monday night. So he was there Wednesday trying to qualify the car. Yeah. And uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of good little side stories like that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be interested, too, to see uh, David Reagan, who's driving a third car for uh, Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing, and uh, he's driving a number 60. And, of course, he knows how to win here at Daytona. He's won in the July uh, July race, the summer race. And he is also one of the guys that's kind of the test driver for Ford and working with these teams. And I'm kind of curious. I bet, you know, he's confident, too. He has a chance to win this race. I mean, I think anybody in the starting field of the 40 – has a chance to win this race because you could draft your way to the front. And if you've got people to work with, and I hate to keep going back using the same term, anything can happen here in this race. You can be leading. You can be taken out leading. You can stay in the back all day. In the last 20 laps, you find your way to the front. Yeah, that, well, you're, you're right. But that's always been the case there. And then it's the thing that makes yeah. it so much fun. But at the end of the day, who's your pick? <laughs> Somebody asked me this you know, on uh, Wednesday night. And it's hard for me to pick a single person. Uh, I, one driver I failed to mention, I thought that, you know, was very quiet in his duel yesterday. And then all of a sudden he was there running in the lead with Denny Hamlin, which that's Denny Hamlin. He's going to be there all the time too. But I, I was impressed last night with the way the Toyotas run, but I just got a feeling that, um, we might see a four, let's put it that way. Uh, I can't narrow it down to one driver because you can, it's hard to do that here because you just got to have so much good luck. But, um, I, I like, 
I, I like to see a four. And I'll say personally, I like to see it, but I have a feeling that a forward will find its way in victory lane. Final moments here with Jason Toy from MRN talking Daytona 500. You'll hear it on the Blitz 1170 this weekend. It'll be a noon pregame time or pre-race time, if you will. You know, when you, I, there's so many of you guys working MRN, and there's, but there, as you said, there's so many stories. There's so much to do in the pits, things like that. On a broadcast day, and as a guy who's mm-hmm. been a live broadcaster for 42 years, there's certain things I just love. What do you really get jazzed about still? down that day once we get into the inside the track you know because everybody hates traffic and you're going to have traffic <laughs> and I, they, uh, they like you're going to have on sunday but walking out there once i get my gear on and i just take that moment and sit there and kind of stand there and just look around and that's and then the, the feeling kind of hits you from that you know and we get you know how it is on, on any broadcast you have your cues when it's time to get ready to roll and you got a countdown rolling and you just hear that, but then you just kind of take that moment, close your eyes, and just kind of take a deep breath and take it all in. That's the excitement that I get from it. It's like I, it doesn't matter for me. In you know, this is my 26th year with MRN. And I, I started when I was in college, which was you know, I was very blessed to be able to have that opportunity and continue to to be with the network for this many years and be a part of some of the biggest you know racing broadcasts that we have in our in our in our business. But you know, for me, it's the excitement of the play-by-play, and uh, it you know I love racing. It's been a passion of mine since I was a kid. I raced with my dad, but I've also I played football. I played college football. I had to me calling football, basketball, racing, any game that I can call, any race that I can call. I just take that moment, close my eyes for about ten seconds, and just take it all in because I love the excitement of being able to do play-by-play and and describing and being the eyes of our Mm -hmm. listeners out there. You know, we got a, that's a great thing about us with MRM. We got a lot of guys and girls on our broadcast team that have been with us forever that have um, shared that same passion. And that's the thing. We've had longevity with our group here. We've got guys that have been here over 30 years with us on the broadcast. And there's a reason why, obviously, you get a chance to work with the best in the business, but also, too, it's the passion that you bring to the broadcast every time. Yeah, my my broadcast partner and I have been together 31 years uh, in college oh. college football, and, and both of us say every game, there's no, other place, there's no other place I want to be right now than right here. You know, I'm glad you mentioned your career because I was going to take you back to your tight end days for the thundering herd at Marshall. I have been many times to Huntington, West Virginia, to broadcast football and college basketball games. What was your experience like there at Marshall? Uh, so it's so good. I still live there. Uh, <laughs> I still live in Huntington to this day, and uh, raised my family there. And actually, uh, outside of NASCAR, I have I have some radio stations that I run there, and still do some things with Marshall University. And I'm getting ready for Marshall baseball here when I get done with Daytona here and head back. And um, yeah, it's it's great. I I grew up in the state of Florida. Uh, I was born and raised down here in Tampa, just across the way, and. Uh, had the opportunity and, you know, I was blessed with the opportunity to try to continue on. I wasn't a great athlete or anything like that, but I had some size and a little bit of speed with me. And, um, they, uh, folks at Marshall gave me an opportunity to walk on. I was able to do that for a couple of years and play and be a part of national championship, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And be a part of playoff runs. And then, you know, it's one of those little things is when you try to be an athlete and after you get hurt about the third or fourth time <laughs> and <laughs> you start to go, you know what? Good Lord's trying to tell me something here. And, um, I, that day I made that hard decision. I'm like, okay, I just maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do, but I'm still supposed to be a part of this somehow. Went straight from the football stadium over to the student radio station that we have at Marshall University, and I was doing ball games starting the next two weeks after that. So 
uh, I was doing basketball and then transitioned to football, and that kind of led to uh, you know a career and, and doing what we love. And I know you guys probably feel the same thing. It's a it's a, it's a different breed for folks that do uh, broadcast stuff like we do because it, it becomes it's our passion, it's our livelihood, it's what we love to do, and it's what brings us joy. And that's exactly and you know when you got good people around you that surround you that uh, that support you and what you want to do in your in your life and your career, and uh, you know it's 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 nothing like it. And like you said, you know, you go to a, you go to a place where you do a ball game or I mean, basketball or, you know, whatever. And you sit there and you go, man, this is awesome. How many of people would love to be sitting in this seat to be able to do what we get to do day in and day out. And it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. And, you know, I love football. I love, really do. And I love the excitement of the game. I still get amped up. I get pumped up whenever before a broadcast and then you got to level out a little bit because you can't <laughs> let that excitement take you over. So, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, but it's hard sometimes not to. But I had to ask, you know, to all our trips out there, uh, I found, we found, pardon me, Bruce and I found a little Italian place just outside of town that was magnificent. What's your, where's your go-to lunch or dinner there in Huntington? Oh, let's see. You're talking about Rocco's, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Rocco's Restaurante, which was uh, an awesome place. There's another great Italian place there that um, a friend of mine, Ralph Hagee, owns. That he's a you know, he's a lifelong martial guy, martial athletics guy. He, he has a place called La Familia, which is a really great Italian restaurant. And, of course, in West Virginia, in that tri-state area, there's you know, uh, we take pride in our hot dogs, <laughs> is one thing. And uh, but also too, we have places like uh, uh, Tudor's uh, Tudor's Biscuit World. We love our biscuits, love our hearty <laughs> food there. You know, that's one thing about it. In that area, are hardworking folks. You know, I mean, if it's not the steel industry, it's the coal industry. They're working the rivers. They're doing something, working, uh, you know, Toyota plant or whatever. They're hardworking folks there, so they like good, hearty meals. So we like to, we like to eat our biscuits. We like to eat our pastas, and I like, love, especially love to eat our meats up there. You know, it's one of the things about it. Whenever you get hunting season in October, or excuse me, in November. At uh, your freezer is stocked up all the way through the winter with all yeah. that deer meat. So uh, same thing love here. To do that. Yeah, same thing here. Is the yeah. uh, Pullman Plaza still open? Pullman Plaza still open. Still uh, doing things. I know with our radio group, we do things down there every summer. Uh, one day during the summer, and not one day, one day a week during the summer, we do down there with concerts and other mm-hmm. things like that. It's a great center point for Huntington. And you know, uh, over the last couple of years, we picked up a brand new president named Brad Smith, and Brad's a Marshall alum, and yeah. Brad was the, the gentleman who started into it. And, uh, so he, you know, financially has done very, very well in his life. He's come in and has kind of taken our university at Marshall up to the next level on things, um, you know, kind of proving the fact that you don't have to be an academic to run a university. He runs it like a business type thing, but uh, with the passion for, um, you know, his his alma mater and the universe and what he sees for the community growing and we've added a lot of new things down in Huntington, especially around the campus. We're expanding yeah. out, which is something we haven't done. We've been landlocked for so many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. We stayed there for many times with basketball, uh, University of Tulsa basketball, and I just love the character yeah. of that old place. I always tell a story every now and then, and I know I'm keeping you too long. I apologize. We tell no, a story. Tell a story every now and then. I actually broadcast from a closet there one morning because it's the only thing they had left. <laughs> it was actually a storage room about three feet wide and six feet long with no lights inside, but. While there was a young or an older lady's breakfast going on right outside the door. So, Huntington, <laughs> Huntington carries some stories for me. 
<laughs> That's pretty awesome. Where did, where, what building were you in for that? It was the it was the Pullman Plaza. It was downstairs. Oh, in the, in the Pullman Plaza. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go into the lobby and you walk back to the, <laughs> I think I'm going to guess that that's west there. There's an area you go out uh, into a kind of a small room where they they would allow you know like rotaries and whatever, and it was a small. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were like 60, 70 year old ladies having their breakfast, and the only place they had a dig- an old analog phone line was for me in this closet, <laughs> which was just it was a class. Well, I, Jay- well, we stepped we stepped up our game since then. It's now that hotel's now a double tree, it's, it, and you get the fresh cookies when you walk in. Oh, so you gotta you go. love that, Jason Toy MRN. <laughs> delightful visit. Thank you very much. Have a great race. Be safe out there. I uh, will love. Uh, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you guys being a part of it with us. It's going to be a good time. And I'm, I'm actually, we're, I was talking about you guys uh, talking about Tulsa not too long ago, about a month or so ago. One of my bucket list deals is to come out there and, and check in with the Chili Bowl. I want to come and just take in the Chili Bowl one year. And uh, I watched it all this year. I was excited to watch it from there. And I just, I, I, the only thing is when I come there, I just don't want an ice storm. It seems like every every, every couple of years, you guys get an ice storm around Chili Bowl time. So I don't want to do that. You know, we don't get, we unfortunately not a ton of them. But hey, when you do, we broadcast them out there every year. Emmett Hahn, I've known for 40 years. I went to school with his kids. Yeah. Good friend of mine. Come on by and just stop at the table anytime. We'll take care of it. Anything you guys want, anytime. I look forward to catching up with you. And keep your fingers crossed. We, uh, you know, we're, we're Florida. We're going to battle some weather. I'm looking out here right now and watching the tide roll in. We had clouds yesterday. Beautiful day though, and we got a pretty good day today because we got the Truck Series race later on tonight. Got some practice later on this afternoon, and uh, we got you know still after that we got to try to get an ARCA race in. We still mm-hmm. got to get the Xfinity race in. We still got to get the Cup race in and trying to dodge raindrops here, which, again, it's Florida. I mean, there's, you, learn, you learn early in life. There's things you can control and can't control. You can't control the weather. So you say, we're learning how you respond to it, but we'll, we'll stick here and we'll get it done here in time. Yeah, especially in Florida. Thanks so much. That is Jason Toy from MRN talking Daytona 500. You'll hear it on the Blitz 1170 this Sunday. It's a noon pre and a 1 o'clock when they'll get that race underway. 719 on the Blitz 1170. All right, so we're going to move Bryce's This Day in Sports history to coming up after this break and if you haven't been with us since the beginning we had kind of a we had a computer snafu early this morning so we're kind of behind one here we'll get this one in uh, we're talking many things today uh, the ea sports video game uh, that it really took over the world yesterday would like to know uh, if you're going to go buy it right away uh, that 500 console <laughs> it might not be a big deal but it might put some people off too and we, we want your comments on what mike boynton has said Yesterday and the day before in the interview with Tulsa World's Bill Haston, all about um, NIL and you know, Oklahoma State being behind in that. And, you know, we'll hear from Mike again. I'm going to play some more of that coming up. All that to come. Plus, we've still got a lot of other things to cover today on a Friday drive to work here on the Blitz 1170. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Caitlin Clark of Iowa has passed former Washington Husky Kelsey Plum as the all-time leading scorer in NCAA Division I women's college basketball. Clark needed eight points to break the record. She got that mark in two minutes and 12 seconds thanks to a pull-up three from the logo. Recovered by Gabby Marshall. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? The all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170, and streaming on the Boots 1170 app.